the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we get underway at 7 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on this free-for-all Friday edition of The Authority. It is the first morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2019. That would make this All Saints Day if you're scoring those things at home. Yesterday, of course, was the opposite. Yesterday was kind of a, uh, and again, I don't want to get into the whole religious aspect of Halloween. I just told you yesterday, let the kids have their day of dressing up as fun characters and ghosts and goblins and witches and so on and so forth. Let's not do this satanic thing, and it's a part of this. But I will say that it was appropriate that the Democrats yesterday held their ridiculous show vote um, in order to continue the coup d'etat, which is exactly what it is, against the President of the United States of America. It was appropriate that they did that on a day that is commonly associated with evil things, like the devil, like the unholy, like um, uh, the undead, or the living dead, etc., etc., because that is exactly what they are, is they are evil. Those who are trying to per- This fraud on the United States of America trying to invalidate an election that the American people made very, very clear how they felt about. It was not even a close vote. President Trump with a handy, it it wasn't a record-breaking electoral victory, but a very, very solid electoral victory, making it very clear that the majority of the people of the 50 states in this country wanted Donald Trump to be president, and they can't handle it. They do not believe what we have long you know what what we have long been told by their party Barack Obama is the one who used that famous phrase elections have consequences well the election went Donald Trump's way and rather than accepting the consequences of conservative rule over the next 4 or 8 years they immediately started to try to impeach him 
Here's Steve Scalise. The chairman has the discretion to kick the president's legal counsel out of the room. Now, if you want to call that a fair process, uh, again, I, I equate it to Soviet-style justice because maybe in the Soviet Union, uh, they have a one-sided, closed doors, behind mm. closed doors, secret impeachment process. This is the United States in the Amer- of America. We deserve better than this. Our justice system works a lot different than this yeah there's no question about it uh it's supposed to anyway and steve scalise by the way as he spoke uh yesterday during this ridiculous farce and this ridiculous partisan vote steve scalise uh spoke in front of a placard that he had made uh, or his staffers had made essentially the soviet flag a red with the yellow hammer and sickle soviet style flag saying this is 37 or 38 or 39 days whatever the number is um of the soviet style impeachment proceeding that the uh, democrats have started nancy pelosi of course oh this is nothing personal this is this is just what we have to do we don't enjoy this this isn't something that we, we wanted we don't want to impeach a president we don't want the reality that a president has done something that is in violation of the constitution but this was something that you could not Ignore. How can that woman stand there before the American people and lie so blatantly? We don't want this. This is not something we would wish for, but, but this is something that just it can't be ignored. If this isn't something you wanted, then why have Democrats since November 8th of 2016 been screaming impeach 45? Why have we been subjected to the shrill screeching of dim-witted Maxine Waters for three years of Impeach 45? Why? She's been screaming that since long before July when this phone call between President Trump and Ukrainian President Zelensky was made. Why has Al Green of Texas been screaming and demanding votes to start an impeachment inquiry to impeach 45 long before July when the phone call happened between Donald Trump and Ukrainian President Zelensky. Why have there been two different motions to vote on impeachment inquiry that the Democrats have had to table over the last two years? It, they they want to stand there and tell you that, oh, no, we're just going about our business. We're just doing the people's business. We're working on passing infrastructure. We're working on passing the USMCA. We're working on, on uh, uh, um, uh, the trade deficit. We're just doing the people's work. And then all of a sudden, as we're whistling along, whistle while you work and having a good time, a whistleblower came to us and said, here's a different tune. And he whistled to us about Donald Trump and a phone call with the Ukrainian president that sounded like a quid pro quo. And we had to act. This isn't something we chose. This is something that was thrust upon us. How can that unholy witch, I'm going to use that word rather than its rhyming counterpart, how can she stand there and claim they didn't want to do this? This isn't something that we chose. I mean, honestly, it is just beyond the pale for her to stand there looking like 
the Joker, the Cesar Romero Joker, probably more so than the um, than the uh, current Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, but the Cesar Romero Joker, how can she stand there with her red smile and tell us that she didn't want this? The most important thing for the American people to realize and understand is no one is above the law. Except illegal immigrants, right, Nance? <laughs> No one's above the law, but we want to create sanctuary cities and sanctuary states like her home state, the state of eternal flames, California, the state of eternal darkness, California. That's another part of the story today, by the way, we are going to have to discuss. Half of California is on fire. The other half is in the dark with no power. Who's to blame for it? Democrats. Virtually all Democrats. But Nancy Pelosi, seriously, how can she stand there and claim no one is above the law when she herself supports sanctuary cities and counties and states that mean that illegal aliens don't have to follow the law? And oh, by the way, that Hillary Clinton, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, the DNC, etc., 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 can conspire to spy on private American citizens in a presidential election campaign to try to dig up and create a phony dossier in order to try to damage a presidential candidate? How can you claim that nobody is above the law when you and your minions have been acting above the law for years? All right, a lot of ground to cover there, but I'm going to take a time out now a little earlier than usual because I have to clear the decks because I've got a guest coming up. Alliance Defending Freedom has scored another victory. This is something we have been looking forward to. Every single time we have one of these cases and there's a win, we need to highlight it and feature it because you need to know how close that we are to losing liberties in this country if it isn't for organizations like Alliance Defending Freedom. The Kentucky Supreme Court has ruled in favor of liberty, particularly religious freedom. Attorney Jim Campbell, working for Alliance Defending Freedom, argued this case before the Kentucky Supreme Court, which we found out this week he was successful in. He's going to give us an update and tell us what that's all about next on AM 1420, The Answer. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. All right, 921 now, the Bob France Authority continuing on AM 1420, The Answer. So let's talk once again about uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Let's talk once again about literally defeating the forces of evil that that are trying to rob this country and rob people in this country of their constitutionally protected right to religious liberty. The Kentucky Supreme Court has ruled six to nothing this week in favor of a Christian promotional print shop. The owner's name is Blaine Adamson of Hands On Originals in Kentucky, and the court stated that the um, Lexington Fayette Urban County Human Rights Commission should have dismissed the complaint from the start that this particular printer um, was being discriminatory in not printing shirts promoting a gay pride event, a gay pride parade. They're claiming that he is a 
uh, is a discriminatory business uh, a business owner, and that he should be forced to print whatever he want, whatever they want him to, rather, no matter what his religious liberties say. Well, guess what? Jim Campbell and um, the Alliance Defending Freedom felt otherwise. They took his case pro bono, as they take all cases uh, that they uh, work on. Uh, for religious liberty and took it all the way to the, the Kentucky Supreme Court. He's here now to tell us how it all went down. Mr. Campbell, thank you so much for the time. Good, sir. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Good to have you. Let's talk about a particular uh, business owner, because oftentimes we find out a lot of things through your work and through your uh, presentation that the media doesn't want us to know as far as how uh, this particular business owner has conducted his practices before the case that ended up before the Supreme Court. Uh, absolutely. So this business owner's name is Blaine Adamson. Blaine owns a promotional print shop in Lexington, Kentucky, and Blaine's policy is simple. He will serve everyone. What he can't do, though, is print messages that violate his religious beliefs. So if somebody comes in the door and they want something printed that is a message that violates his beliefs, it doesn't matter who they are, he can't print it. But if it's a message that doesn't violate his faith, then he'll print it. It doesn't matter who they are. So ultimately it comes down to the message that he's asked to print and not the person who's, who's asking for it. So our position, plain and simple, is that that is not discrimination and that the First Amendment protects his right to decline to print messages. Tell us about the case now, uh, Mr. Campbell. Who is it that uh, came in and wanted him to print something that was against his religious beliefs that he declined to serve? And uh, tell us how the case ended up in court. So there was a, a group in Lexington that was putting on a, a gay pride festival, and they asked Hands on Originals to create the shirt. So the response from Blaine Adamson was, well, tell me about this shirt. What do you want printed on it? And when he was told about the words, uh, Lexington Pride that would be printed. He knew it was a message that couldn't in good conscience print. So he told them, as he does for anyone whose message he can't, can't print, he said, listen, I want to help you as much as I can. I'm glad to connect you to another printer that I know will do the job for you. Um, but the group wasn't interested in that. They, they said that wasn't something they, they didn't want to work with anyone else that worked with hands-on originals, so they hung up the phone. Uh, and then they filed a lawsuit against Blaine. So for over seven and a half years, uh, Blaine was tied up in court dealing with this situation, and yesterday it finally all came to an end when the Kentucky Supreme Court dismissed the case against Dan's on original. You know, it's amazing to me, uh, Jim Campbell, attorney representing uh, uh, Hands-On Originals for Alliance Defending Freedom, the legal ministry that is helping so many people, so many business owners, schools, uh, individuals, employees, etc., who have been uh, attacked in such ways. It is amazing to me how similar all of these cases seem to be. I mean, almost everything you just said applied to Jack Phillips at Masterpiece Cake Shop. Almost everything you said applied to Baron L. Stutzman and Arlene's Flowers. We will, pro- we will provide whatever services we have to anyone. We don't discriminate based on sex, sexual orientation, race, or anything else. But we can't lend our skills, our creativity, or in this case, our printing services for any message. It's not the individual, it's the message. And every single time... They want to sue over this, or they want to try to press discrimination charges. Um, courts are coming back. Thanks again to your great work and ADS great work and saying, yeah, this is ridiculous. When are they going to learn? Well, we're hopeful that sooner or later the U.S. Supreme Court will take another case and make this very, very clear to everyone, all government officials around the country who want to create problems for people like Jack and Baronell and Blaine, all the folks you just mentioned, and we'll make clear once and for all that 
these folks who are willing to serve everyone but just don't want to print or uh, print messages or create art or promote events that violate their beliefs, they're free to decline to do that. And, in fact, the Constitution protects their right to do so. Jim Campbell is our guest attorney who represented a hands-on print shop in Lexington, Kentucky. Can you give me an example? Because I, I just, to, just to kind of uh, get out in front of objections, uh, people are going to say, well, you know, of course they're going to say it's against my religious uh, uh, beliefs to, to print something for gays, but that's just the excuse that you use. You wouldn't reject anything else. Give me some examples, Jim Campbell, of other things, other messages that... Um, uh, this print shop has has refused to print again. Not rejecting the individual customer, but rejecting the message they wanted on their uh, on their merchandise. They've had a lot of requests from churches over the years for uh, shirts that they haven't been able to print. So, for example, one church wanted a image of Jesus on a bucket of chicken, and that was something that they determined that uh, they didn't feel in good faith they could print. They thought it was a little bit uh, potentially disrespectful. Uh, to Christ, so it was something that they declined. Uh, similarly, another church wanted uh, Jesus on a pirate ship. That, that was another request that they declined. So they decline orders all the time, and again, it's always because of the message. It has nothing to do with the person who's requesting. But the other thing that's important about this is that there are other print shops around the country and, and other creative professionals who it doesn't matter if they have religious beliefs or not. They might have non-religious objections to things, and the, the Constitution protects their right to decline to create it, too. And so just as this, uh, the First Amendment protects someone like Blaine Adamson from printing messages that violate his religious beliefs, it also protects, for example, a lesbian print shop owner who doesn't want to print um, a banner or a shirt opposing same-sex marriage. So this freedom doesn't depend on someone's religious beliefs. It's for everyone. Jim Campbell is our guest attorney representing uh, Hands-On Printing in Lexington, Kentucky. I read also that um, uh, this particular printer has rejected shirts that advertise for a strip club because he found uh, that that, you know, that to be immoral. Blaine Adamson uh, found that to be immoral, something they did not support. Um, I guess somebody wanted him to print things on pens that promoted a, a sexually explicit video. Again, something that he couldn't in good, con- good conscience do. So the reason I bring it up is because people seem to think that, well, all these ADF cases are about LGBTQ uh, organizations, and maybe many of them are, or requests, maybe many of them are. But not exclusively. There's a lot of things. If they promote sex, violence, mockery of Jesus, as you pointed out, there are all kinds of reasons that a lot of these creators, whether they be printers, caterers, uh, you know, cake makers, florists, et cetera, et cetera, there are a lot of reasons that they're rejecting uh, that, that have nothing to do with the LGBTQ, you know, rainbow mafia. That's that's exactly true. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that those are the folks who are filing the complaint. So that's why. The cases often involve those issues is because uh, you mentioned the the strip club and the person promoting the adult film. They don't file lawsuits over it. They just go to the next print shop that's happy to take their money and print it, um, and they don't make an issue out of it. So it's unfortunate that some folks aren't willing to respect the differences of opinion that we all have. Listen, America is a diverse place. Uh, We all have different views, and we all believe very strongly about certain things. What we're hoping for is that people will start respecting and tolerating the fact that other people view the world differently than they do, and we will respect that and allow people to live their lives consistent with their beliefs. Jim, before you go, Blaine Adamson's case, I think you said, has lasted, what, seven years before this victory in the Kentucky Supreme Court? That's right. 
How much money in legal fees and other expenses has this case taken up if uh, Alliance Defending Freedom was not there for Blaine and he had to pay for this out of pocket? What kind of costs are we talking about? Well, it's hard to estimate, but a very safe conservative estimate of seven and a half years of legal service at four different levels of court is well over a half a million dollars um, in legal fees. And so, as you said at the outset, ADF represents all of our clients uh, for free, pro bono. Um, And so we depend on people supporting us. So if any of your listeners are interested in supporting ADF and the work we do and the people that we represent, uh, they should check us out. Uh, they can do so by calling uh, 800-654-3969 or by clicking on the Alliance Defending Freedom banner on ChristianOutlook.com. That is precisely the reason I asked the question, because uh, while you provide the services for free to the clients, uh, your work isn't free. Your work takes, you guys expend a lot of money, not to mention attorneys have to make a living as well. So we have to be able to fund uh, the work that ADF does. So I wanted to get that number out there. Can you give that number again to donate to Alliance Defending Freedom? Happy to. It's 800, 1-800-654-3969. The work you guys are doing, honestly, uh, is, you know, they're benefiting these particular clients today. We don't know who is going to be targeted by this, uh, uh, this agenda, uh, the next time. We don't know if it's going to be our family members, if it's going to be our business, or if it's going to be our schools, et cetera. And we need ADF to be there for all of us, just like you have been. So I want to encourage everybody to call that phone number and make whatever donation you can to keep ADF working on behalf of all of us and our liberties, especially when we are attacked by certain agendas. Jim uh, Campbell, thank you so much for what you've done for Blaine Adamson and, uh, hands on printing. And thank you, uh, thank you and all of ADF for what you do it's our pleasure thank you so much jim all right that's jim campbell joining us it's 9 32 we're a little late but i wanted to get all of that in make sure that you support alliance defending freedom we'll be right back Nine thirty six now. The Bob France Authority continuing on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Uh, thanks for being with us. It's a free for all Friday. You know what that means, right? The phone lines are yours. That was our only guest today. We just talked to Jim Campbell from ADF, uh, our only guest, which means guest free the rest of the way. Which means you've got all the time in the world to hit two one six nine zero one zero nine four five and get on the radio. No long waits. Eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. You can get there that way as well. You can also tweet to me. Facebook comment to me or parlor comment to me at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z. That's all one word, France Radio. No spaces, no underscores, France Radio. We'll take a phone call to start from Fred in Cleveland. Hi, Fred, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. Good day to you. Uh, I have to believe that the whole key to this is Lindsey Graham. I don't understand what he's waiting for. He needs to put his big boy pants on and start fighting. I believe that the only reason the Democrats are doing what they're doing is because they know that the Republicans will roll over and play dead. We've always done it. We've always been weak. When they go to the gutter, we say we won't go to the gutter, and we wind up getting rolled. And that's what's happening right now. My hat's off to Jim Jordan 
and the rest of the guys who are on the front lines, but their efforts are going unnoticed. The Most of the American people are not watching the news every 24-7. They're not listening to every sentence that comes out of their mouths. Action needs to be taken, and I think Lindsey Graham is the only person who has the power to take action and throw a wrench into this whole thing, and he's doing nothing as of right now. Well, let, let, let's, um, Fred, let's, uh, let's dial in on this and understand that there is nothing that Lindsey Graham can possibly do to stop what is going on already because he's in the opposite chamber. He's in the Senate. This is all going on right. in the House. There's nothing any senator can do to stop what the House wants to do. The House has their own votes that are completely, um, uh, you know, independent of the Senate. Now, having said that, from a public relations standpoint, yes, I would like to see Lindsey Graham, who is the chair of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate, um, open some investigations of his own, hold some depositions, call some witnesses. But, but at the end of the day, all that will be is public relations. Do some damage to the Democrats. Do some damage to their case in the minds of the public. Um, essentially, that's all that he can do, uh, or they can do on the Senate side, because they're helpless to stop the House from acting in whatever capacity they wish. The only time they will come into play, of course, is if the House does vote on impeachment, uh, you know, develop and actually present articles, and then go ahead and send that over to the Senate for trial. And then, of course, I do not believe, I disagree with you on this front, my friend. I don't think the Republicans will roll over. I think uh, Lindsey Graham did make that statement earlier this week that I think was very strong and unequivocal. Not one Republican in the Senate, he declared, will vote to convict Donald Trump. Not one. And the left is going to need a bunch of them to flip over in order to get that done. It's not going to happen. So, you know, from the standpoint of Graham, what I would, he's saying, I've said this all week long, he's saying all the right things publicly. He is supporting the president. He's calling the House um, uh, impeachment inquiry or this sham inquiry exactly what it is. He's calling it a sham. Uh, and he's saying all of the right things. President Trump didn't do anything wrong, et cetera, et cetera. He's all over the place on this. But I would like to, for him to take a little bit more decisive action because the one thing that, you know, again, while they're not going to impeach the president and remove him, the Senate will not do that. What it can do is this public uh, daily flogging of the president with witness after witness, even though yesterday, by the way, witness, a witness was presented, which flipped this entire thing on its ear. Because, you know, the left has been calling all of these witnesses, Adam Schiff has been calling all of these deposition witnesses. We're not supposed to know what is going on there, by the way. We're not supposed to know. But we find out because of leaks that, that all these witnesses are saying, you know, I had a problem with a phone call. I thought there was a quid pro quo there. I thought there was a problem with the president putting national security at risk, at risk, et cetera, et cetera. We saw, you know, we've, we've seen and heard all of this coming out of these, uh, you know, from the leaks of what's going on in the bunker of the basement of the Capitol building. Yesterday, uh, it got flipped on its ear because they had a witness declare, yeah, I was on the call, and uh, I found nothing wrong with it whatsoever. There was absolutely nothing that I found to be uh, objectionable or uh, illegal or anything else in the, uh, in the uh, 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 phone call. But that's irrelevant. The point is the Democrats continue to hit 
Donald Trump publicly to flog him like this, and it could impact what? Not the Senate's votes to potentially remove him, but what it could do is impact the people's votes. And that's exactly what Steve Scalise is talking about. Steve Scalise yesterday told reporters the real reason for this. Quote, if you look at where we are right now, we're at an important point in history. This is Steve Scalise speaking. Clearly, there are people that we serve with that don't like the results of the 2016 election, and that's their prerogative. But the country next year will be deciding who our president is going to be. It should not be Nancy Pelosi and a small group of people that she selects that gets to determine who's going to be our president, end quote. He went on to say Democrats are not interested in getting to the bottom of the allegations that triggered this effort. Instead, their focus is removing Donald Trump from office and overturning the results of the 2016 elections. Quote, they don't really want to get to the truth. They want to remove a sitting president. In fact, the author of the articles of impeachment, Al Green from Texas, said, quote, if they don't impeach the president, he will get reelected. That's why we have, that's not why we have the impeachment process. So he's saying essentially that what Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are doing here is trying to score 20, 20 points against Donald Trump and for their eventual nominee. And I agree. That is exactly what they are trying to do. Even as they cry and wail and say, no, we don't enjoy this. This is not what we're here for. We didn't, we didn't want to come to, to Washington DC to impeach a president. This is a sad day. It's a sad day because nobody comes to Congress to impeach a president of the United States. No one. It's exactly what every single liberal Democrat did. Do you remember when she, how can she say that? When we have on tape Representative Sharia Tlaib, the Muslim congresswoman, part of the squids from Detroit, who at her a victory party screamed, Let's impeach the mother effer. Except she didn't say effer. She said the word. Impeach the mother effer. She said that the day she was elected. She said that the day she was elected, which was long before the July phone call. That's why to listen to Nancy Pelosi. This is a sad day. It's a sad day because nobody comes to Congress to impeach a president of the United States. Why is no one else pointing out that Al Green has been screaming, that Maxine Waters has been screaming, that uh, Ilhan Omar, Sharia Tlaib, uh, AOC, Ayanna Presley, uh, and, and so many, Jerry Nadler, Adam Schiff, I have proof, conclusive proof of, of collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians. I have it in my possession. And that's why we will impeach Donald Trump. He's been saying this for three years. Never had to come forward with that proof. Was never called on the carpet. Was never told, present this evidence or stop talking about it. He didn't have to do that. But he's been screaming that he should be impeached for all of this for three years. And now he's going to stand there and play the, oh, I'm a reluctant participant in this, but boy, this is really important that we do what's right for the country. We take no joy in having to move down this road and proceed with the impeachment inquiry, but neither do we shrink from it. 
The resolution uh, from the perspective of the Intelligence Committee sets out important procedures for how we may conduct our open hearings. And guess what? You have not yet followed those procedures at all. Um, get the um, get the button ready for me there, uh, Joshua, because I have a clip that I want to play that I believe is the edited version. I just want to make sure it's the edited version. So uh, uh, this is what I was talking about. As they claim, they do. Nobody comes to Congress wanting to impeach a president. But here's Representative Sharia Tlaib. People love you, and you win. And when your son looks at you and says, "Mama, look, you won." Bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't. Got it, Joshua. Thank you. Why did they send me this? I got this from our, because uh, I did the Hugh Hewitt show this morning, and my uh, uh, or his producers gave me this. I assumed it would have been the edited version. Why they would send me the cold one, uh, I don't know. Okay, uh, and that's all right. That makes, makes us a perfect time for our time out here. While we catch up on the delay, we're going to come right back and get to more of your phone calls. 216-901-0945, It is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420 The Answer. Sometimes I just like the music. I just want to listen for a little while. <laughs> uh, 216-901-0945, Mark is in Fairview Park. He's been waiting the longest. He's now on the air. Hi, Mark. Go ahead. Morning, Bob. Uh, just got back from Gettysburg. I was down there for a while. Had a great time. No news or anything. But then I got back to town here and, uh, you know, back into the world of insanity again. But uh, two things I wanted to point out to you. Uh, one... Uh, I, you said you were going to talk about it later on, on California and the fires and everything. Yeah. You know, you hear over and over the effects of global warming. I see Al Roker, first thing out of his mouth, that it, everything's caused by the global warming. And, uh, you know, basically, though, I hear a lot of things uh, contrary to that. You know, the fires, uh, you know, nine out, out of ten of these fires are caused by uh, by uh, people or just like the car crash the other day that set the, the latest fire. And uh, also, you know, uh, there's fire specialists, uh, park personnel, uh, uh, land management people, everybody. Uh, all I hear over and over again is this was like a can of gas waiting to go up because of improper uh, management of the land and uh, the buildup of the pine needles and debris over years and years and years because nobody wants to touch anything or logging or anything like that. But second thing I'd like to bring up is... Uh, uh, just watching it last night, and I might not be totally accurate in some of the words, but the, this congresswoman who was uh, forced to retire from California, yeah. she in front of Congress gave this speech before well, Congress blaming uh, everybody else. She yeah. states that uh, she's being blamed for things uh, men do regularly, from the boardroom uh, to government. And then she says, and even to the Supreme Court, 
which I know was meant to refer to Judge Kavanaugh. And, you know, the garbage and trash uh, which are in the Democratic Party today, uh, is, it's just hard to believe. You know, and just like with her making a statement about Kavanaugh indirectly, you know, they just don't give it up. They just can't give it up. And, Bob, thank you for your time. You got it. Thanks for the phone call. I'll tell you what, Mark. Um, yeah, the uh, Katie uh, uh, Hill is her name. And what she is doing is what Democrats do. What Democrats do is blame everybody else for their own failings, accuse other people of doing what they themselves are doing. It is, it is tried and true. And, and the worst part about Katie Hill's thing about her, you know, you know oh, this is what guys do all the time and get away with it. Quite literally, she took advantage this, this bisexual Katie Hill in the throes of an affair against her husband while with a guy while also carrying on an affair with a young female staffer that she's brushing the hair and smoking bongs with while naked. That's what these pictures showed with an iron cross, of all things, tattooed in a uh, very unusual place in these pictures. Um, she's taking advantage of a young staffer whose own words were that, quote, the relationship was toxic and abusive, end quote. She was toxic and abusive to her young staffer that she was in this weird relationship with. How is that anybody else's fault? If this was a male, no, strike that, because it might be a Democrat. If this was a Republican, female, or male, Holy God, it would be the lead story for a month on every network. And it would be the lead story on the front page above the fold of the New York Times and the Washington Post for a month. But because it's little uh, uh, bisexual, so we have to give her you know woke points, because remember, she's got some victim, victimhood here. She's, uh, she's a bisexual, so she's part of the LGBT group, so she's uh, you know, automatically got victim status. Because it's little liberal Democrat bisexual Katie Hill, do you see how little coverage this is actually getting? In fact, the only time it's covered is when she holds a press conference and she tweets about it some more. But that's what Democrats do. Blame other people for their own mistakes, their own shortcomings. Gary in Mayfield Heights. Are you there, Gary? Yep, Gary's here. Okay, Gary, go ahead. Um, Here's what I think. Once we're past uh, Veterans Day... We're less than a year till the election. I think yes. the strategy they ought to take is just take all that money they got, the Republican National Committee and the Trump has, and start putting his commercials out positive, positive, positive. I've seen so many things come out that list all the good things he's done, from regulations to many things we don't even know that has freed up the economy. Concentrate on getting China's uh, contracts done and what they do, and just start putting the positive out because. They have nothing to put out that's positive about any of the people running. And just let them keep talking. Uh, We're going to hear all the bad stuff. We're going to hear the stuff they do and everything they say. But I think it's time for him to judge just saying, hey, here's what you have. Because the bottom line is when you go in the booth, they're going to say, which one of these people for president are going to affect me the most? And it's typically the economy and jobs and their family. And that's I just say go positive and don't even react to him anymore. He's going to react, but... Yeah, I agree and I disagree. I think there's got to be a medium, a happy medium. Um, and here's why. Um, if you've ever been in a schoolyard mud fight or a rock fight or something, and, and if the, if the other guy's throwing mud at you and it's sticking to your face and plastered in your eyes and you can't see and you're responding with, 
Um, I am better than that. I am, uh, I am, I'm, I'm not going to fight back against you. I'm going to continue to keep my dignity and I'm going to continue to be proud of myself. You get hit in the face with another, uh, uh you know, pile of mud. Uh, eventually you're going to be covered. And, uh, when it comes to elections and voters look and they see a clean guy over here and a mud covered guy over there who's just been completely destroyed, um, it, it has an impact on their psyche. In other words, President Trump can be as nice and pro his positive message and accomplishments as he wants. But if he is being painted as being dirty, corrupt, incompetent, liar, uh, a cheater, uh, conspirer, collusion, colluder with a foreign nation, if he's being hit with all those things, he's going to look dirty and muddy at election time. And he's going to say, but look at all the positive things I've done. And it's going to impact people in a way if the other side looks squeaky clean. So I'm with you. Sell the message of accomplishment. Sell the economy. Sell the job joblessness. Sell the job uh, crea- creation. Sell the stock market. Sell the um, uh, um, uh, uh, deregulation that you're talking about. Business growth. Expansion. Sell all of those things. And yes, you're going to have to balance it with, hey, I'm not going to stand here and be hit in the face with all this mud. I'm going to make sure that you know that guy over there is dirty, too. What Joe Biden did, what the Clintons did, what the DNC did, what Elizabeth Warren has done, what Bernie Sanders has done. We have to make sure that the uh, voting, the, the electorate, the populace knows about that, too. So I, I really think there is room for both, positive and negative campaigning, and we're going to see plenty of it in 2020. Thanks for the call, my friend. 10 o'clock, news time, more calls, uh, guest-free the rest of the way. So plenty of time for your calls. Dial now on AM 1420, The Answer. I've heard the accusation before. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.